Welcome to episode number six of the Solar Report. My name is Victor Omar Perez Sanchez from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, living in the beautiful city of New York. And welcome everyone to another episode of, again, the Solar Report, bringing you all the action of what's going on down in South America in the Superliga Americana de Rugby, which just had its round five. And wow, everyone, things are still hitting up. I can't believe I'm saying that after... What happened last year where it was so predictable. But then again, 2020 and the pandemic it had a bit of an effect on that. So 2022, obviously a lot better and a lot more competitive. And with that said, let's get right into it. So we had this round, which was, by the way, the last one that happened in Paraguay, specifically in Ciudad del Este, once again, very close to the Iwasu Falls and also on the tried a, a border between Paraguay, Brazil, and Argentina, a beautiful place, I've been told. And again, this was the last round happening in Paraguay. So first we had the uh, the match of Hawaii's 15 from Argentina against Cobras Brazil 15. Don't have to tell you where it has from, and the name gives it away. Uh, where we had a, a good result for Hawares that was coming back from the, the two consecutive losses for the very first time in this competition. Uh, but it was a hard-fought fight on their part, uh, and it was definitely not a giving at first. Um, the score ended at 35-11 to Hawares, but it definitely does not show the bit of an improvement that the Brazilian side had. Uh, they actually were the very first ones to score uh, at a minute 13, uh, and then another one at minute 26 uh, by uh, Lucas Tranques. Uh, but just after they scored the first three points of the game, Hawaii sends her back uh, with a try from uh, this guy, last name Del Gui. Uh, specifically at minute 14. I'm actually still uh, kind of struggling trying to remember everyone's names. Um, Iñaki Delgui, that's his name, Iñaki. Uh, after that, uh, we had a, a try uh, from uh, Simon Bienvenu, the Brazilian, after a, a good passing from Santa Maria and, and Lima to get him on the wing to, to score at pretty much minute 40. Uh, where the the match was, uh, uh, let me see, uh, that was already uh, actually was ten to seven, uh, already by half time. Um, then after that, it was all Hawaris, uh, two tries by Bernasconi and one by Idiarte at minute eighty conversions and penalties all kicked by Jeronimo Pichantelli. Uh, once again, a uh, Cobras looked a lot better against arguably the best uh, team in the competition, although obviously results recently have probably not said that, but there are indeed still the champions, although with a different side uh, altogether. But again, it was a lot more uh, effective play uh, from the Brazilian side uh, against opposition. Uh, of course, still looking uh, for their, their first win of the competition itself. And, well, all they had to do really is just um, keep toiling at it. Uh, but for Hawaii, it's definitely a good um, comeback win. And as I mentioned uh, last week, something that was definitely to be uh, expected. Again, this Brazilian side, unfortunately, still not up to par uh, with um, Hawaii or really most of the teams that now have a, 
either an Argentinian, Chilean, or Uruguayan backbone. Unfortunately, the Brazilians still have, have ways to go, I must admit. Okay, after that, we had the match against Peñarol from Uruguay against Segnam from Chile. As we may remember, them, Segnam, had a really good a match the prior week against Cafeteros where they uh, won 2019 just because Julian Hernandez from Cafeteros did not score the last three points. And the week prior to that, obviously, we had that famous win 20-10 to 10 against Aguares. Um I do not know what happened to them because all of a sudden they dropped this game 31-3. to 3. And yes, you heard right, they lost by quite a bit of a margin. I only scored three points, especially after that type of uh, eventful result that they had against Hawares. Uh, of course, Peñarol uh, was excellent uh, from the get-go. Of course, things got a lot better in the second half. Uh, but uh, I, by the way, I say excellent, but it actually was 7-3 to three by halftime. Uh, so it wasn't that spectacular, but the second half definitely showed a lot more grit uh, for uh, again from the uh, Uruguayan team. Uh, Obviously, a lot better to control, uh, better at controlling the opposition in both defense and attack, especially like I said on the second half. And actually, speaking of scoring, Segnam scored those three points from Francisco Oroz at minute twenty, and actually ended up getting three yellow cards at minutes thirty-eight, fifty-four, and sixty, respectively. So, unfortunately, discipline was a big issue from uh, uh, by the uh, or for the Chilean uh, team, uh, I should say. So from Peñarol, we had two penalty tries. So you can tell again, wasn't really good. Uh, the um the not only the defense but the discipline again uh, more than likely. Uh, again, uh, demolishing the mo- uh, the the malls illegally. Then we had a try by Eric Dos Santos, um, this guy Deus and and uh, Manuel Ardao at minute. 77. Uh, only one conversion was scored uh, from Federico Favaro and everything else, including the penalties. Uh, two of them that were tried uh, by Nicolas Roger, unfortunately, did not go through. Then again, it wasn't such a big deal because, like I said, they were able to win uh, with with optimal results. Uh, and Pellerol are now on top of the table. Well, actually, it's still top of the table, I should say, because they were the prior, the prior time. Then lastly, we had the match against uh, Cafeteros and oh, Cafeteros from from Colombia and Olympia uh, Alliance from Paraguay. They, again, playing again at home. Olympia, uh, since getting back home, uh, have been quite intense and obviously looking to show their prowess again uh, against good opposition at home. But actually, ended up I'm um, losing this one. Everyone, sixteen to twelve was the result, and yes, we have a second win for Cafeteros. Definitely historic moment. Also, the very first time in Paraguayan soil where we have a Paraguayan and Colombian professional teams playing against each other in rugby. Uh, so, again, historic not only on that part, but also, of course, from the result from Cafeteros, which if you may remember last season, again, unfortunately did not win any of their games with a team which was mostly composed of uh, Colombian players. Uh, and of course, since, since this year have changed quite a lot uh, by the, for, 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 again, for, for the fact that they have a, out of their squad of about 30 players, 20 of them are Argentinian and 10 
are Colombian, uh, something sort of similar to Olympia. So they were kind of uh, there in regards to Argentinian players with national uh, players in this instance. So in regards to this uh, particular match, we have tries from Javier Corbalán uh, and Javier uh, for Cafeteros, two of them specifically. Uh, then we had um, two misconvertions from uh, Julian Hernandez, two penalties scored by Eliseo Morales, the scrum half, uh, and actually two yellow cards, one for, uh, the, the, again, the strike score, Corbalán, and another from Francisco Puertas. Uh, for Olympia, we had two tries as well, one from Mariano Garcete, uh, one of the Paraguayan players, and another one by Julian Queclas, I mean, 60. Uh, unfortunately, Paraguayan national Sebastián Urbieta, the, the, the fly half, only scored one conversion and, and missed the, the second one and missed all uh, the um, the penalty kicks. So, unfortunately, uh, there was a miss on, on that. But again, great result from uh, Cafeteros. Really happy for them and happy to see that things are, are ticking up uh, for them and, and most of the teams, again, even Cobras uh, with their loss against um, uh, Jaguares, as I said before, uh, were able to remain relatively com- uh, competitive again for the first part of the of the match. Okay, so with that said, and looking now at the table, as I said before, we have Peñarol in first place at 19 points. Then we have Jaguares in second with 16, Segnam in third with 14, same with Olympia at fourth, Cafeteros with 10 points. Can't believe I'm saying that after what happened last year. And lastly, we have Cobras with one point. And as you can see, from fifth place to uh, first place, there's a nine-point difference. And then from fourth to first, we have five-point difference. And on, on top of that, Segnan and Olympia are tied with points, and then we have Hawaii's after that. So again, not bad at all. And with that said, everyone, we have actually gotten uh, directly to round six. Uh, and keep in mind that from round six onwards, everything is going to be played in the Charrua Stadium, so Charrua in Montevideo, Uruguay. So uh, from here on, we, of course, we're going to have some repeats. So first, we're going to have the match of um, Cobras uh, against uh, Peñarol. Uh, remember that uh, this match happened in round uh, round one. And actually, all these matches that I'm going to mention are repeats from round one. Um, so for the first time, Cobras uh, play against Peñarol. The match ended up with a 19-10 score uh, for uh, Peñarol. So nine-point difference. So let's see if it keeps itself in competitive. Then we have um, Segnam against o- Olympia. I keep in mind, of course, Pinero playing at home, so should be possibly a higher a higher um, scoring match uh, due to that fact. Then after that, we have, um, like I said, Segnam Olympia. A very first match ended up with a 22 to 20 score to Olympia, who won by two points. So after the, the loss from both teams, especially that harsh one, that segment had against Peñarol, I am assuming that, again, they're probably going to come all guns blazing and more than likely beating uh, Olympia if things go well. So I'm not going to call on that one yet, but we'll see. And then lastly, of course, we're going to have Jaguares uh, Cafeteros, which uh, ended up at first at a 33-22 scoring, which I remember mentioning that that was quite impressive at the time. And of course, now Cafeteros has two victories. Uh, so oh, their chances are quite good. 
especially after uh, beating two really good teams. And and again, Juarez beating Cobras because, well, Cobras is not as good as them. So let's be honest with each other. So keep in mind that round six is actually going to start on um, on April 22nd. So this week where you're listening to this, uh, as you know, is Easter week or Holy Week or Semana Santa, if you want to be Spanish about it. I don't know the Portuguese term, so I'm not even going to try. But in any case, um, as you know, major Catholics down in, in Latin America, um, there's not going to be action going on this week. So everything's going to return for the next one. So uh, obviously next week, more than likely you won't hear uh, for, uh, from me. You Obviously the following week after that. So we're going to have uh, that off week to ourselves uh, coming up. And keep in mind, um, this is going to happen on the like i said on the 22nd which is going to be on friday so actually if things go well you may hear from me possibly during the weekend either saturday or sunday so we'll see maybe on the 23rd or the 24th depending on how the scheduling is looking okay so everyone now that we are at the midpoint of the season let's actually do a quick recap on that and first of all i want to thank um, the gentleman from America's Rugby News, uh, that is, uh, uh, again, um, oh, I'm blanking on the names here, um, Paul Tate, excuse me, Paul, and Brian, both, um, and Brian as well, both of them, again, they are the contributors to the, the website, and again, this is coming directly from them, so I, again, I have to give kudos when, or credit when credit is due in this case, so thank you very much, both, both of you gentlemen. Okay, so uh, mixed season statistics again coming from AmericasRugbyNews.com. Definitely follow them and check out really good content. Um, so in regards to uh, try score, so uh, we have 19 scored by Jaguares, which is the, the most thus far. After Peñarola 17, Olympia with 13, Segnan with 12, Capiteros with 10, which is not bad, and Cobras with 8. Not really that surprise. After that, in regards to tries concede, uh, specifically, we got three from Peñarol, which has been the least concede, again, the best offense. Then we have Segnan, which has conceded 11. So, yes, we went from three to 11, big difference. Then we have Jaguares with 13, Olympia with 15, Cafeteros with 17, and Cobras with 20, which is to be expected. In regards to tackling, um, according to this, um, uh, Hawaii Segnam and Cafeteros have all have 86% success rate for the season thus far. Cobras has the lowest at 74 in this case. Segnam has made the most tackles at 422. Not bad at all. Rock success, we have um, 94% ball retention from Olympia. Not bad. All other things also retain over 90% as well, so not bad. Turnover success, in this case... Uh, for Cobras and Segnam, the most at 23 turnovers. Then we have Olympia with 22, Peñarol with 21, Jaguars uh, with 19, and Cafeteros at the least at 18. So in short, everything has performed well in this particular category. In that case, in line breaks, Segnam is at the bottom with eight line breaks. Um, then after that, we got Cobras with 14, Segn- uh, Peñarol with 16, uh, then after that, we got both Olympia and Cafeteros at both at 19. Then, of course, Hawares is number one at 31. Best scrum in this season so far is, has been Olympia at 91%, least Cafeteros at 78, which is not, uh, doesn't surprise me that much. The best lineup in this case, um, Peñarol with 82%. Uh, the worst 
Believe it or not, it's actually Hawad is at 66%. Mm, not bad at all. Actually, very bad at all, actually. After that, in yellow and red cards, um, we have um, Cobras with the most. No, don't surprise me at eight. Cafeteros at seven. Again, same thing. Uh, then after that, we got Hawares at four. Uh, Olympian Segnem, both with five. And Peñarol has been the one that has um, conceded the, le- the least, excuse me, at two. So not bad in that point. Now, most points ha- have been scored thus far by Jeronimo Pichantelli from Hawares, uh, specifically at um, 41, followed by Francisco Oros at 35. Francisco again from Segnam, the Chilean team. Most rise uh, uh, thus far, we have a tie with Guillermo Pujadas, the, the hooker from um, uh, Uruguay, from Peñarol, Bautista Bernasconi from Jaguares, and Julian Keklas from Olympia, all of them with three tries. So not bad at all. Most offloads have been made by the Frenchman, Simon Bienvenu from Cobras, as well as Alicia Morales from Cafeteros Pro de Argentina, both at five. After that, we got Tomás Inciarte eh, and Marcos eh, Amo, uh, Amoriza from Peñarol and Cafeteros, respectively, at four. Lastly, most tackles have been made by Brazilian Clever Diaz, one of my favorite players, the, um, his uh, second row, uh, at 41. He has one more than Santiago Chiveta from Peñarol, eh, who has 40. And again, those are the statistics for mid-season thus far. And once again, thank you for American Rugby News for coming up with the um, with the information. Okay, everyone. So I think with that said and that shout-out, we're going to be finishing this episode 6 of the Salar Report. Thank you again very so much for uh, listening. Uh, and shout-outs again to, to everyone that has been downloading and enjoying uh, the content, again, of which uh, you were able to to see the matches if you're not, of, of course, and as I've been, been mentioning before, again, there are ways, illegal ways, if you can find one of those live streams from ESPN Argentina online, and they are there, and if you don't mind the, the language barrier, if you are not a native, uh, or if you just speak Spanish, again, you could, yeah, you could definitely watch it and just enjoy it, but again, no, I, I, the commentary is, is nice, but again, if you know what's going on in the field, it's not extremely necessary. Okay, everyone, uh, as you, uh, as I said before, as you say, um, again, next round is going to be for following week. If when would you hit this on, again, Friday, April 22nd. So, again, if everything goes well, you should be hearing me sometime on the weekend, if not the week after that, to go over what happened at Stadio Charrua again for the rest of the season from round number uh, six specifically. So thank you very much. You have a nice day and quite a lot of rugby coming up. Thanks again. And of course, happy Easter. Have a great day.